Welcome to the PCS to Corporate America podcast from Cameron Brooks. Our mission here at Cameron Brooks is to help educate junior military officers about their transition options and to inspire veterans to transform their lives and their careers. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, excited for this episode. This is a, this episode is similar to ones we've done in the past. We like to do a mid-year check-in. And so today I'm going to have a conversation with Joel. Joel Junker, our senior vice president, does everything here at Cameron Brooks. He helps military officers in the program. He coaches military officers through or in the program, getting up to the conference. Obviously, he's a key member of our conference team. And then he's also a key member of the follow-up interview process. So he really does see the candidate's journey from the very first day until after they accept an offer and start walking in their career. So excited for him to be here um, and have a conversation with him really about here we are on June 23rd of 2023 and just kind of where we are. So Joel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I say welcome, but you do have the podcast, so right, <laughs> yes. But uh, you, yeah, so this is uh, more of a conversation than it is necessarily an interview because you yeah. have your perspective too. And talking about the economy and what we've seen in, in the first half of 2023, or but you know maybe where we've been and and where we are, and then where we're going. Um, it's harder to say where we're going <laughs> than the other two. Um, I think it's get some good insight to, and I wrote a blog post actually on this not too long ago about the economy. Um, you know, the, the 2020, really where we are right now is an effect of what I believe and what I actually, you, I think people are reading is an effect of what happened in 2020 with the pandemic and then the resulting what happened in 21, 2022. You know, during the pandemic, um, you know, April through really August of 2020, um, the economy was in a, in a really weird spot because you know, work from home, a lot of things were shut down. Uh, it's the government was just pumping money into the economy and, but businesses at the same time were figuring it out too. You know, it's, it's almost like there was too much that was pumped in or either at that time, then the government went again and pumped more money into the economy starting at, uh, 2021 and. And this is, you can read about this. This is, that's not Joel Chopper's opinion. This is actually uh, data that economists talk about. The, the government got out there, put so much money in the economy. They just turned, they, the, the economy went on fire in 2021 and 2022. And the job market just really skyrocketed as well. And because of that. Uh, so then we had inflationary pressure. Um, you know, what we were at eight, nine percent inflation now four percent today down right and unprecedented well i should say it's unprecedented unprecedented if you got to go back to the 70s 1970s where the federal reserve started raising interest rates the whole reason they raise interest rates um is to bring the employment market down i mean there's a relation between and moving up at the interest rates the federal federal reserve rate and the unemployment rate unemployment rate's supposed to go up Right, and they are they have moved it at such a rate that it is really has cooled off uh, the, the the job market. Now you can't. The hard thing is, say, if you read the headlines, you're not going to see that. That's right, because it's weird. Because our the number at the unemployment rate is still in full employment. Yeah, it's yeah, probably a little bit below. Yeah, 
you know, you'll read things about job creation, things like that. But when I really pull, peel back the layers, a lot of where that job creation coming back is service industry, you know, retail, uh, travels, leisure, industry, hotels, restaurants, those types of things where it's great that that's coming back um, and people are adding to those, but the, 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 the professional jobs, uh, they are out there, but they're not as many as there were in 2021 and 2022. Um, the tech industry, I think they're probably towards the end of this now, um, where they have, they just laid off a lot of people right. at the end of 2022 right. and some of 2023, and I cannot recall, but I think it was just in the last couple of weeks. I think I just read another one was going to do another round of layoffs. We've not seen that with our, with our companies that we've been working with that have done a, a, the large layoffs at say like a, a Meta or Amazon or some of these other companies have been doing that are in the tech industry, but that all puts some dynamics out into the market, puts more people, professionals into the market looking for jobs. Right. So they absorb some of that work. Um, it uh, does decrease the number of professional jobs. And what we haven't mentioned yet, uh, the unintended consequence of raising the interest rates caused a couple of banks to, um, I don't know that we could technically call them failed because they got somebody bailed them out. It right. acquired it, the government stepped in, right. but there became a lot of uncertainty in the banking industry starting in, in March. Sure. And I think there's some uh, post-traumatic stress with business leaders out there from 2008, 2009, when banks start to get shaky, they they tighten. You know, these other, these industry leaders, they tighten like, hey, well, we're going to wait and see what happens here. And so those are the combinations of things that I would say have cooled off the market. You know, we were at an average probably 13 interviews in November of 2022. Kind of really hit this wall. We ran into this really in January. We went down to like what, 10 in January. Well, that's really it. It was weird. It was like, you know, we had used the phrase the rubber band effect. So in 2000, in 2000 though we didn't cancel a conference, the, the average number of interviews, if you recall, at the April of 2020, weeks before we decided to move to a virtual conference, uh, was 7.2. Was that what it was? I had, and it was June. It was 8 point something. And then August, it steadily increased. But one of the things I wanted to add to what Joel just said is, you know, for the first time in Carol Rook's history, we were having to put companies on a wait list at 2022. Companies went from not much hiring to all we need to do is fill our positions because we didn't do that previously. And so I just think it was extremely palpable. Like you said, in November, the average number of interviews was 12, 13. And then in January of 23, it, was, it got cold. Yeah, cold. I would say it was cold. Yeah, yeah. I want to come back to that because it cooled off. Yeah. Because it went to 10 and then we went to nine and now we went back to 10 in April. It does yeah. feel, it does feel like there was, oh, okay, we're settling, right? We're settling. This is the environment we're in and we're going back up. I want to just say this to the listeners though, because it's still a solid market out there. Still, it's actually very solid. This is not 2008, 2009, by far not that. And I was here um, and it is not that type of economy. It is not the March, April, May, June of 2020 it's its own economy, but it's not to that. There are opportunities out there. We just finished our uh, June career conference. Every single candidate came out with opportunities, companies pursuing them. 
every single candidate had follow-up interviews. They're in the middle of it. Um, I can only think of one candidate who only had one follow-up interview. And actually, I talked to him yesterday. He's getting an offer. So, you know, worked out and he really likes it. So it, it turned out well for him. It just wasn't a great interview. I really like him a lot. I think he's talent, very talented, just ramping up on interviewing. But overall, there's there there are opportunities there. Now, I think if you were to, I think if you were to ask the June candidates, if you were to talk to them, because I want to be uh, clear here, they would say, yeah, there's opportunities there. The bar is high. They're, the bar is high. The companies are being selective. Tell me, let, let's let's just spend some, let's spend a minute there because you're on the follow up interview process. So you're talking to the companies, you're talking to candidates in the process. We use you know phrases like the bar is high and companies are selective, but like, can you be more? What what does that really mean? So I think they have you know companies will be more willing to wait to fill the opening versus what they were in okay. April twenty until they find a really April twenty twenty two. Then they can find the right fit. They're much more willing to do that. Talking to one company yesterday, they interviewed four. They're going to ultimately offer one of them, but they ruled out a couple of them and made the other one um, kind of an alternate. Uh-huh. And the hiring managers just said, you know, they're, they're all good people. He said, but for this role, I've really got to get the right fit. I've got, I have to make this work. So if the these first two choices of mine, this is the hiring manager, yes, don't ultimately end up accepting it. I will just come back to the August conference. So and they weren't necessarily really doing that as much. Yeah, they were. They were like, "We need to fill it." Yeah. So, so of the two that they didn't pursue, for the listener, you know, because they're they're they may be hearing that thinking, "Well, gosh, what if that's me?" And so, what are what are I mean, those people were qualified for the role. They made it all the way to the follow up interview process. You're talking about fit. So maybe it's as simple as that, and we chalk it up to that. But is there some but I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's the optimism in my in my thinking that thinks they could have done the job. What what was the deal, or when yeah. did that happen? So there are so there are obviously, as I mentioned, I just want to say again, there's opportunities out there. So how do you capitalize? I think that's the yeah, question. Sure. Um, for these, I won't. I can say necessarily for these two, but I can say in general, what what is it that causes somebody to rule out? The best way I can I would like to use is use an athletic analogy. Use basketball. Whatever I mean, you got it's you're you're in the playoffs and and maybe you're you're sitting on you're you're one of the bench warmers if you will, and but somebody's got to come out now they got this open position out on the floor, who's the coach want to put in to fill that position? Somebody that's, you know, hey, I'm not sure I want to go out there. Let me just see if this is the right fit for me. Um, you know, this is good to be on the. You know, it's good to be here. Uh, but I don't, I just, I'm not sure. I don't know what I want to do. I think if you're not willing to be like, coach, what do you want me to do? Who do you want me to guard? Where do you, how do you want me to guard them? And where do you want me on the floor? How can I add value? But when people start talking about things like, what's the next role? What, you what, about other things other than their ability to do the job and their interest in doing the position, it ends up the com- the hiring manager is looking at saying, I've got this problem. I have this open position and I want somebody who can get in here. In this case, we were just talking about was actually a sales role, 
some really key accounts. I mean, for one of our candidates to be considered for this job is an honor for us and for our, our candidates because it was such a key account. And so he's like, who's hungry? Who really wants to do this? And the person that's going to get the offer, I remember him calling me before he went to get it. He said, Joel, I really want to get this offer. What do you think I need to demonstrate? So we kind of went over the game plan. So I knew he went in there with the mentality of, I want to put myself in that position and I want to show this hiring manager how I can bring value to the organization. That should be everything that you get, not in the interview evaluating. Well, I'm not sure if it's right for them. They'll be figure out, let me interview these companies to figure out what the right choice is. You can't be interviewing and evaluating at the same time. You can only be interviewing and giving. And then when you get your offers and your options, then evaluate. But if you try to evaluate an interview at the sun, one of them is going to take the lead. Or you just can't give 100% because you're evaluating. Whatever percent you're evaluating is a percent you can't give. The second thing is communication skills. It, 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 I think the companies here right now in this market are less tolerant of people who have a difficult time of being a, a, a good communicator. Now, there's varying degrees of this. You could take a somebody who can really communicate with the team, communicate change, communicate those types of things, or customers. Got to be a good somebody in front of customers would be a good communicator. So, long rambling answers. It just it's hard for them to see that in front of a customer. People who uh, don't have a lot of energy, it's hard to see them in front of a team. And so, I think really getting preparing ahead of time and working on their communication skills, improving them. And this is why we advocate the study group so much, working with other people's preparing for your conference to practice and improving your business communication skills. Let's back up. I want to I dive into both of those for just a second, because there's some other topics about I would like to hit on moving forward. But, you know, I think when a military officer theoretically thinks I've got to get out of the military and get into the right role, they're like, okay, I'm willing to give. But when the rubber meets the road, they're like, man, I've been giving my whole life. I, you know, I sacrificed here. I went there. I got told what to do here. And so I feel like at least in some of the officers I talked to, there's a bit of, listen, I've been giving all this time. I'm ready to get a little bit. And I, and my response to that is typically if you were going to stay in the same industry, perhaps your all the sacrifices you've made thus far, you know, translate into you know a, some government related job. I think the challenge is when you're making making a hard pivot into something brand new, where maybe you don't have the brand or you don't have the equity, and you have a lot of talent and leadership experience, but not in the right industry. A company is willing to take a chance on you, but they just have to believe that you're all in. And, and, and maybe what you're seeing in, from some of the officers is like, yeah, I'm in, but I, I need to get a little too. Yes. It, it, and you do want to, there's a time for it, right? Oh, sure. So there's, I don't want anybody listening to think that your goals, your interests, your preference, your locations, what your, whatever is not important. It right. is, but you know, there's that saying you get, you be, you give, then you get. And, and, but if you get, if, Hey, I'm trying to give and get at the same time, it doesn't work that way. You got to go first and second. But I also want to dovetail off of something that Chuck Alvarez talked about in our year at, you know, back in December of 2022. And I'll link that show, by the way. And it's a really good one. So in this market, there's openings. Listen, hear me again on this podcast. There are open positions. The companies are going to take their most challenging 
hardest, you know, the really important roles and bring them to Cameron Brooks. And you, I would encourage you to use, why are they, well, let me rephrase this. I mean, they're, use your junior military officer mindset. What allowed you to be successful in the military as an advantage? What does that mean? Go where the problem is. Go where the problem is. Go solve it. Go earn your reputation. Go build the foundation of your resume where that main problem is. And that could be in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. It could be in Houston, Texas. It could be with a, uh, a team that needs a turnaround operation in Kansas City. It could be a really strategic supply sourcing role in Minneapolis. Go where the problem is. It, and, and so maybe those locations or whatever it may be, whatever, it, or maybe the industry or, is not perfect or ideal. If you can go solve that problem, you will you will be able to accelerate your career. And all it, it's interesting, all those opportunities will start availing themselves to you. Uh, just just a quick story on this. Um, I was talking to one of our alum, and I've told the story to a couple times to people, but I'll bring it to the, the podcast, to one of our alum who got out in around the pandemic. I can't remember if it was April or June of 20. Um, an engineer that really wanted to get into the medical device industry. Um, and she she got wanted to get medical device, but also wanted marketing. Really opened up career search, but had an idea of what she wanted. Ended up taking an engineering position with the medical device company. Going to New Jersey you know, from Texas and preferred the South. And the goal was get in there, get your foot in the door, get into a role that will help you learn and grow. And while in that role, over the last two and a half years, she built a network. She took on some additional responsibilities in a marketing department while she was doing engineering quality. And just recently interviewed for a marketing position, got a promotion, moved into marketing in that medical device industry. You know, 29 years old, got out when, you know, 26, now 29, roughly, or something like 30. But that I mean, that, that is the mentality in a, you know, the, the less ideal market. And look, that, that experience as an engineer for her is going to play, really help her. And that's one of the reasons I hired her is that she had the engineering experience and could talk to the technical version of the product. Whether you're an engineer or not, what's the point? Hey, get your foot in the door. Get your foot in the door. Build your track record of success and do well. And opportunities will avail themselves to you and you'll navigate to the, the it'll just, it'll happen. Well, it will me, come, but it may not all come right immediately when you're stepping out of the military. And I think that's a challenge. I want it all and I want it all now. Yeah. But let me, and I think the hard thing to do, like in the military, whether you have a branch manager or a detailer or a monitor, you don't have to, you don't, you don't, you don't have to trust what you just said because you know, things are going to progress and someone else is going to control it. So it does take a little bit of like, you're saying, don't worry, it's going to happen. You know, solve people's problems and opportunities will avail itself. I know that to be true personally. You know that to be true personally. And so I think it, it it's a leap for a military officer who doesn't, who has not grown up professionally in that sort of environment where it's not immediately all promised to you. You know, when you get, when I commissioned, I knew 
in my case, 18 months. Now I know it's 24 months now, but in 18 months, I was promoted to first lieutenant. No, no. 24 months, first lieutenant, 18 months to cap in 03. Well, if you really put herself in the military yeah. officer, if you put herself in the military officer, she's why this is probably foreign to them. Yeah. It would have been foreign to us as well, for sure. Uh, while we were getting out, and you think about, and I, I, I got out before they sent me to the career course and my next assignment, but when I was, I was going through it, right? And they were thinking about it. I had no, and I was, I was a top performer, but I, even though I was a top performer, I had zero input when I was going to go to the career course, if I was going to go and what my follow on assignment was going to be. I mean, if I did have input, yeah, I think we all like, yeah, <laughs> not really. Now, maybe now, at least in some of the branches, they have some more input. But in reality, if you put ourselves in the, the, the military officer's shoes, is that, hey, I'm a giver, I'm a top performer, and I've never been rewarded with what I want really to do next, whether that be the assignment um, or the location. I even think back to when I, in my own unit, being a top performer in my first two roles, I didn't want to go to this operations role. And the commander said, too bad, I need you here. You know, it was like, but I don't want to. You know, they did, that doesn't happen in business. Nobody's like, you're just going to that assignment. Right. You know, they made an offer to you. Hey, they might encourage you. It's really good for your development. And if they do, they're going to they're pay you more probably too. But they don't do that in the military. So I think it's just a, it's a different mindset. So yes. people get out of the military and they think, oh, that's a mindset. But I wonder if Cameron Brooks or the companies are just going to do the same thing right? that I've experienced in the military. And I know it's a lot, but you'd have to trust us. That is not the way the business world works. Well, that's really it. That's the word I was going to go. As you're, as you're talking and I'm watching you, for those that are listening, you're, I mean, you're talking to two people, one of the, one, I mean, Joel helped me get out of the military. It, you know, 20, you needed a lot of help. I, I needed a lot of help. But so, so you're talking to two people, one in particular though, that's been doing this for a really long time. And so bottom line is you've just seen a lot. You've seen a lot of careers progress from, from getting out of the military and launching and in my, and even in my own experience, you know, after that first promotion or first move, everyone, Oh, this is how it works. But that, that, that period between first job and first promotion, when there's uncertainty and you don't have a detailer or a monitor and no one telling you how it's going to work, the the mindset that Joel's describing is get in there and solve problems. And I promise you, this is how it works in corporate America. I know, I know we're going to land the plane. I do want to talk about one more thing very quickly. You talked about communication. That was the other thing that you're seeing a lot of in the follow-up interview process. I know you talked to a person yesterday who was really high on the role. And he was, because he maybe just wasn't as prepared, you know, wasn't doing a good job concisely and specifically describing his experience so that a hiring manager could understand it. You mentioned study groups. Can you just for a moment help, help those that are listening to the podcast, like how can someone effectively prepare from a communication perspective, effectively prepare to translate their background in a business interview. So we're fully going to land the planet. I'm going to get to that. I just want to just reiterate, there are opportunities out there. This is a solid market. You cannot time the market because there's going to be some cycles, but the, and there's opportunities. And this can be, in fact, a good market to get out in and really get get your experience. People will know you you that you have worked and, and led in a more you know challenging market. You get more more credibility 
and your and your accomplishments from a challenging market than you do in necessarily the the frothy awesome market. And so there's no reason to stay in. There's no reason to change your goals. I just want to say that. But I think it's clear good for us to just share with you. Hey, this is where we are. So you want to be well, well prepared. And camera rooks could help you with that. I think even before you start practicing your communication, you have to know yourself. Our development program helps you with that. You have to understand your goals. Our development program helps you with that. Then you got to understand what, how your background connects with the different roles in corporate America. We will help you with that as well. Then in terms of improving your communication and working on your communication skills, there are, you're going to create interview answers and we have workshops that will help you with that. Uh, we have mock interviews. We have one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions that will help you with that. And then that study group is an opportunity for you to work with other people. That's the feedback. It's helpful to work with yourself into a mirror, into your phone, but getting feedback of how you are being experienced by other people is critical because you might come across to yourself one way in the mirror, but have no idea how other people are experiencing you. That's the importance of the study group and practicing the interviewing. And that is what the I, the importance of improving your communication. So to land it all together, there are opportunities there. And if you are prepared, there are you can land great opportunities if you are prepared and you can learn to communicate well. And it's going to be a learning curve. There's going to be a learning curve. So you have to have that growth mindset. You can make a successful transition. We've had, you know, anywhere from nine, 10, interviews. It feels like the market's getting better. So we've talked about the future. It does feel like the market's getting better. The Fed didn't raise interest rates recently or talking about not talking about maybe doing it again later in the year. But it feels like, hey, they're slowing things down. Everybody's adjusting and settling. And that's typically what happens in an economic cycle. It settles and it'll start to build. So thank you, Joel. Appreciate the uh, appreciate your insight. I love having these conversations. We should really just do this a little bit more. I don't know. I'll, I'll see, seek out feedback to see... Uh, to see what people think about this, but I love just having a dialogue with you. We'll have alumni on and continue to do that, but I really appreciate your time and uh, we'll see you on the next one. All right. Thanks, Pete. Hey everyone. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us on this episode. I hope just hearing uh, Joel and I talk a little bit about where we are here in mid 2023 from an economy perspective and from what we're seeing with some of the companies coming to the conference is uh was helpful and valuable to you just to get a sense of what's happening. Um, stay tuned for the next one. And the next one actually is related to this one. What I'm going to do here next week is I'm going to record our post June, 2023 conference webcast with three or four alumni who attended that conference and accepted offers. And, you know, like, like we've done in other similar episodes, I'm going to ask them, you know, what was it like? What was the conference like? What was the follow-up interview process like? What were some of the opportunities that you interviewed with and for like? And so just doing a best practices or perhaps an after action review relative to that conference. And and we've gotten, gotten so much feedback from doing these episodes where people just feel really get a sense from others, from their peers, what they just went through, get a sense for what's going on out there. So I encourage you to check out that one. That one's going to drop in uh, two weeks from now. If you want to know more, if you're just stumbling upon Cameron Brooks on our podcast and you don't want, you want to know more about us, check out our website, Cameron-Brooks.com. Loads of free content and information. You can also check us out on our YouTube channel. 
anyway, thanks for participating in this one and, uh, and make sure to catch the next one. Until then, make it a great day.